This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist, John J.P. Parker, are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we are talking about procrastination, uh, something that we all do, something that we all struggle with. Um, I don't know too many people that have mastered the art of getting things done when they need to get done. But I do know people like us that, you know what I'm saying, we recognize the value in not procrastinating and we're doing better to not do it. Right. Is that fair mm-hmm. to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, so, yeah. So that's basically what we're talking about today. We, I, I, I was waiting for you to jump in, but clearly you were done. Um, I thought you were done. I, I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm practicing my oh, self-control. You don't, you don't want to interrupt? Look at that. It's a new day, man. You must have... Uh, I don't even know what you could have done. My Rona. goodness. Rona. Rona. Corona got you doing different being grown up. Corona got you being grown up. Corona's changing my life out here, okay, man. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm growing okay. up out here on the Rona. I got you. I got you. Well, please, BJ, feel free to insert whatever you want to insert about this procrastination situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so interesting enough, I think the idea of procrastination isn't just about wasting time. It's about wasting your purpose. And I mm-hmm. think that, you know, we get to these places in life when we need to change and we don't. And so, yeah, I think... Figuring out how do you help people not procrastinate and then what are the things that that get people caught up. So, yeah, I look forward to getting into this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So speaking of procrastinating, um, it goes in different levels. It goes in different ways, right? So we just want to talk about a good friend of BJ's, uh, Coolio. My best friend. Best friend, bestie. You said uh, who's my best friend? Coolio, Coolio, okay. Coolio. The, you said who, Joe? Well, uh, <laughs> I guess it depends on what you got going on in life, but Coolio... Uh, starting to look like Cujo. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. But basically, you know, he had a good run in the, I would say, mid to... No, it was 90s. It was 90s. It was 90s. It had to be like... Yeah, I think it was like early 90s. Early 90s. Uh, he had a good run with some songs. You know, Gangsta's Paradise and a couple yeah, others. Living in the Gangsta's Paradise. Yeah, yep, yep. Fantastic Voyage, Ride, Ride, Slippity Slide, da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Ver- voyage. So then, uh, then he just got old, uh, and which is what we all look to do. Like, I want to get old. I want to be old. I want to live a long time. You know what I'm saying? I want to. I want to be great with the grandkids. Uh, but for him, uh, there was a, a usefulness for when his style and when what he was about was was popping, and that's when he was first popping. Um, and when he stopped popping, he kept the same style, kept the same. You know what I mean? Like. What's the word you want to use? A uh, way of looking Mannerisms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He never you know switched it up. The, the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, I guess Snoop in a sense, he's kind of done the same thing, right? He's kept his same style, the, the long hair, you know, whether it's been braids or dreads or whatever the case may be. You know, he's done what he had to do to kind of keep himself uh, in 
I don't know what's the word I want to use, bro. I, I'm trying not to go so hard on Coolio while I'm trying to make you know, I'm trying to trying warm to make it, up. it cool. No, no, no. Right, just, right. I, I'm listening to you. I'm like, go, go so, ahead. Sometimes you can keep the same thing up for a long time. Sometimes you got to let it go. That's what we're saying, right? So with Styles, when it comes to Coolio, he just stretched his thing out just a little bit too long. Um, I don't know for some of y'all football fans, you remember when Jerry Rice had the corn rolls? I don't know if you remember when Jerry Rice, the football no, player. Oh, I don't remember this. Well, you don't remember that? Oh, no, shoot, bro. A long time. But he definitely had cornrows, bro. Like, he definitely wow. had cornrows. Um, like, bald? towards the end of his career. Like, it was like when you had a long forehead situation because, you know, you should have uh, given him up a while ago. My dad uh, did that. Oh, yeah. Did, did <laughs> Pops was messing around. Hey, listen. Sometimes you don't know when to let it go. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think you better let it go. It's a hairline TKO. <laughs> sometimes you just, you just, you just feel in a certain way. Bro. I understand. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, Go ahead, I, man. Yeah, I love your dad, man. Good people. Uh, Go ahead. So with Coolio, the procrastination came. It wasn't necessarily that his, he lingered in his career too long. It wasn't necessarily that he tried to do more than he could. It was that he just he just should have exited out of mm. the style that his hair was earlier than he did. We don't know if it was pride. We don't know if it was just him trying to be relevant. We don't know because we haven't had a conversation with him. But we just see the end results of what he had going on. And it, it wasn't the best look, you know, sometimes. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's an understatement. So let, that is an understatement. So Coolio, if you're not aware, is a 90s artist. Um, JP mentioned, uh, what is it? Ride, ride, slip, slide. Yeah, yeah, you know, that, uh -huh. that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And the difference in him as an artist, which is, like I said, is very interesting, is he had these little braids growing up, like the little twist braids that would come out of his hat. So he had a hat with twist braids that would pop out. And, you know, that was cool when he was 25, he was 30. When he hit about 40 years old, his hairline started receding. And instead of, like, adapting and looking different, he kept the same hairstyle. So those little twists in his head were not of a, a, a full hairline. They were what was left of what they could plait. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And he ended up, which, ironically enough, when he took the cap off, you Google Coolio, you'll see him. He actually t uh, tattooed a bull on his head. You know this? Nah, bro. Uh -uh. Oh, yeah. No, it's bad, bro. No, 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 no. Ball head. Because those twists and plaits, he was completely bald. And all he had was those plaits. So imagine plaits on your head and he's bald and he's wearing it out the cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Now it's bad. Yikes. No, Yikes. it's bad. Google Coolio. Go ahead. Right. I can't do it Go right ahead. now. I can't do it. I can't do it for it, man. I feel bad about this situation. But I guess he did it to himself, so I shouldn't feel bad. But it's funny because, side note, there's a lot of people lost right now. They're like, twist and plat. And my goodness, yes. what is... What is being talked about right now? I'm so confused about what's happening. So you can all can Google that too. If you're if you're listening to the to the podcast and you're unfamiliar with twisting and what plaiting is, go get your you know get your game up. We're just trying to help you out in life. You'll be a better person. All right. So that's so that's that's procrastination one on one. Again, it comes in levels, right? Because it like we said, it wasn't about like doing something immoral or doing something wrong. It was just the idea that you know people just do things longer than they need to, and then at the end of the day, ends up hurting them. You know what I'm saying? It 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 doesn't work for what they're actually trying to do, you know. So, Coolio, if you're listening, we love you. You know, we just want to use you as an example to help the people be better, you know? <laughs> right? Not an example in a bad way, but like, yo, like you are setting trends. You're still setting a trend. Oh, what you're doing God. still has usefulness. 
Oh people. my gosh. Our oh listeners. my gosh. Yeah. So anywho, let, let me just talk about um, procrastination fail in my life. And I just, I have so many. I just, I'm trying to think of, do I go serious? Do I go funny? Because I have a lot of times where I procrastinated and I failed a lot. So yeah, let me give you this one. This is lighthearted. Some of the procrastination fail in my life. I don't know if you remember growing up and going to the dentist and a lot of, you know, the ideas around going to, like, we didn't have a strong dental community kind of philosophy. Mm, mm. It was like, you go when you can go. Right, right, right. Um, you go when your teeth hurt. Right, right, right. You go right. when your mouth hurt. Right, right, right. right. And right. so, you know, just growing up, I kind of developed, you know, just this real weird relationship with the dentist where it's like, you know, you kind of supposed to go and you know that that's a real thing, but you don't necessarily make it into practice as an adult. You know, as an adult, you know, my teeth, man, just would be, begin to kill me, man. You ever had your... um your wisdom teeth pulled. You ever had wisdom teeth growing? No, nah, I have them in, but I just I just couldn't bring myself because my situation is not that bad. But it's just one of those situations where I just I can't like do it unnecessarily. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm is, saying? They're there. Yeah, they don't yeah. hurt. They don't hurt, but they're there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I was putting off my wisdom teeth being taken out. I knew that they were supposed to be taken out. Uh, okay. Because they were growing in, and my mouth would just kind of swell up and just go to pain. Ooh, so okay. I was like, you know what? Let me just put it off. I'm not going to have to deal with this. You know, I can't lie, but- bro. Like, I do remember biting into the sides of my cheek because when they first started coming in, they were coming in awkwardly. So you're right. I did. I did. Blow it. Yeah. So you kind of like, uh, uh, what is it? Not a vampire, but like a puppy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> JP's teething? No, oh, yeah. inside um, of my cheeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember the first time my like my wisdom teeth started hurting. I was like, well, you know, I don't go to the dentist, so it's not a big deal. So then months go by, same thing, kind of get through the pain. You know, I'm just like, I'm just going to go through the pain. Um, and it just disappeared. Finally, after about six times of this, I was about 27, 28 years old. Mm, uh-huh. One day I, my mouth hurt so bad. The JP, I was on the ground. I was like, I can't do this. I don't know <laughs> what wow. it is, wow. right? Yeah. And, you know, what What ended up happening was I ended up having to have the actual extraction surgery, right? Because I just put it off. And when I tell you, man, it may have been the most painful thing I'd ever done in my life, right? I had put off going to the dentist. I had put off going to get surgery. But when I finally did, I wanted to, I mean, I... I ain't saying this is close to childbirth. Right, right, right. But I would just say it was really, really bad. And I just realized, I was like, man, all that time, all that warning where, you know, years ago I could have got it taken care of and I could have been proactive. Now here I am laying on the couch, mouth bleeding, you know, from an open surgery and I'm overwhelmed. And I was like, man, I have a procrastination fail, right? So yeah, that's just one time uh, of thousands of times where I have a procrastination fail. And see, look, I didn't even laugh you? at you that hard, bro. Oh, you about to. No, no, because you about to speak. No, no, I'm just saying, see how you gave your story. I can see you as a grown man laying down, crying with your mouth bleeding. And I was like, oh, man, that's tough, man. As opposed yeah. to having some, oh, what do Bishop say about your mouth bleeding? You know what I'm saying? I just yeah, let you be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 go ahead, because I'm, I'm ready for this. Go ahead. <laughs> so, JP, John Parker, uh, give us a procrastination fail in your life. All right. Well, uh, my my procrastination fail has more to do with the automobile industry and my days as a Pentecostal person. You know, you know, just 
I, I believe some things about, I don't know if it's, I guess it would be naming and claim it if you think about it these days. Uh, but we'll just say I had some car trouble. Uh, and with my car trouble, uh, I, it, it, it led me to being in situations that I shouldn't have been in. So we'll get to the specifics of the situation. So basically there was a point in time where I was having some, huh? <laughs> what'd you say? What, what'd you say? I didn't quite hear you. You're too busy laughing. Go ahead. You, had what? you, had, you say what? <laughs> Go ahead. You Go say ahead. you say what? <laughs> Go ahead, man. Okay, Just that's for you and the listeners. Okay, rewind that. Whatever he said, it was pretty Go. funny to him. That's right. Go ahead. So, Just go. I had yeah. a car vehicle, and you know, every so often, I had issues with it idling. If like, you know, I'm in the Bay Area, I'm in Oakland, so I'm going across the bridge and paying tolls. And if I didn't put the car in, in neutral while I was waiting in the line for the toll, it would idle rough and sometimes it would shut off. Uh, sometimes I would just be driving and, uh, you know, I just felt like when I was pushing the accelerator, I didn't get, you know, gas wasn't working or whatever, right? It wasn't vroom, something, vroom, something vroom, was happening. Was that like this? Vroom, vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> are, you, are you done? You happy with yourself? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm, are you? Are you I'm satisfied? I'm getting back under control. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. JP. Are you satisfied? I am. Go ahead. I'm okay. putting myself on mute so I don't. Laugh. No, no, no. Just no. You, I want you to be fully engaged, and you know, there's just consequences and repercussions to all the things we do, one way or another. So you know, no, ahead, no pressure. Man. No pressure. Go ahead. So you had a car that you had to hit the gas and it didn't go forward. Go ahead. It's not what I said, okay? I hit the gas, and then there would be times where it didn't do what it was supposed to do, okay? That's that's what I said. So therefore, uh, came a time in which I had to, you know, um, make a decision about what I need to do with my vehicle, right? So I wasn't quite sure what I needed to do, what I wanted to do, but I would still drive, still push it. We're going to ride until the wheels fall off. Uh, then one day, I was in Berkeley. I was off of Telegraph Avenue, and I parked my car at a... Uh, uh, meter came back to the car. Uh, it was in the evening time, maybe like nine or ten. Uh, the car wouldn't start. You know, I did all the things I knew to do. I went and laid hands on it. I prayed for it. Asked God to fill the tank up or whatever what was happening. What was gas? wrong? No, I wasn't out of gas. It wasn't out of gas. But I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm just praying for you know. I'm just. I mean, in, in speaking in tongues. I'm laying my hands on the car. Um, you know, asking them to start the engine up, you know, whatever the case may be, right? You know, okay. and then you pray in tongues because the unknown language, right? And you don't know what's happening. So that's the extra groanings that I needed to make sure that just in case with my English language, I didn't capture what was happening. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to make sure that in my, in my, my, my heavenly language, uh, the spirit was able to intercede on behalf of my vehicle. Um, so, you know, Hey, not to take lightly. I like people to lay hands and pray and to Speaking tongues if they want to, but I'm just saying at the time, I don't know how it works for vehicles. I don't know. It can. I don't I don't know. I don't know, you know, how the apostles felt about laying hands on chariots or laying hands on on animals or whatever. Maybe you do that too. I don't know. So it's a theology moment. So basically, I end up having to spend a night in my car. It was raining, it was cold, it was Berkeley. And what happened is I was like, I want to be here in the morning so that uh when they start giving out tickets or if they try to tow my car, I can be here and say, Hey, no, I'm here. I'm just having some car trouble. I'm going to take care of it. And if I wake up in the morning, they're trying to give me a ticket for being parked at the meter with no money. And I want to say, hey, hey, no, I'm here. Don't worry about it. I'm just getting the car towed. You know, that was that was it. And so because I didn't get the car taken care of, because I didn't do the maintenance, because I didn't do the things that I needed to do to make sure my car was healthy, uh, I ended up spending the night in my vehicle in the cold, in the rain. And thank God, you know, in the morning when I when I turned it over after those good six, eight hours in the car, it started up and I was able to to get it home. But, uh, you know, procrastination, it, you know, it's 
it, it can it can hurt, it can help. You know, it just depends. So, mm-hmm. so, so basically, you waited in the morning to say present. <laughs> That's what you're thinking about the whole time. That's you were just waiting for a time to. John Parker, <laughs> wait for him to call your name. <laughs> you wait for him to call your name. Present. <laughs> oh my god! I don't. If you're listening to the Build It Better Us podcast, oh uh, my god, DJ's having oh, oh some god. technical difficulties. You know when people say oh, things that are funnier than they oh they think they're funnier than they really are. Just one of those moments. So JP. if you would like to send a donation to Build It Better Us oh to help BJ get his life together, this would be the time to do that because it's not that oh funny. It's not. I don't. Gosh. I don't understand what's happening. Oh, I got tears in my eye. Oh my gosh, JP, you just wait. <laughs> Never mind. Listen, uh, you know, I'm glad you were there um, for the moment. Anywho, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about how people get caught in procrastination and what are the things that keep us um, procrastinating. So if you're listening, um, you're enjoying this episode, go ahead and stop just for a moment. Uh, would you hit that subscribe button? Um, also, would you kindly share this episode uh, with 5 to 10 to 20 to 30 friends? This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group? teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. So what are the things that I believe keep us procrastinating, right? I think what keeps us culturally procrastinating is we live in a world and a culture where there are a lot of ideals about who we are and what we should be and what we should do, but we lack the experience that would cause us to have a sober reality around those things, right? So just case in point, let's just say you say you want to build or own a house, right? Because it's a good thing. You go, man, that's a good thing. I should want to be a homeowner, I want to build from the ground up, blah, 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 blah. Well, JP, when you start building a house, it's not that simple. Right, 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 right. right, right. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of maintenance. It takes a lot of choosing. Um, You have to go through the financing process. You have to then go through furniture. You have to select out different features. You're consistently involved in this process. So it's not this quick simple, you know, entity where now you have 
um, no sort of investment. And I think what keeps us procrastinating is it's easier to have the ideal in your head, right? Void of the pain of the reality that creates the real sobriety, right? So I think that instead of failing or knowing that you could fail or experiencing something that is very discomforting, I think that we kind of keep idealism in our head uh, as like, I'm, I'm going to do this or this could be as if picture, but because we don't want to touch that, we don't want to mess it up. We don't want to um, experience something very different than what we thought. It is key for us to procrastinate because again, we're not ready for it yet. So I think that we procrastinate as a culture because we're scared of messing up our picture and the sobriety of the reality um, once we start putting in the hard work. So yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I think part of it is uh, if I go into not necessarily bad cop mode, but just reality mode is that a lot of people don't want to put in. Well, OK, I'll start off on the soft end. The soft end is like procrastination gets built into us as a way of dealing with difficult things. Right. Like like stress, like we procrastinate because it's a, it's, it's a lot of it's stressful to do the thing that we're trying to do. If you just look at it in a college situation, I got to write a 10 page paper. If you're not excited about writing a 10-page paper, the way you subconsciously keep your stress levels down is by waiting to the last minute because you didn't have to worry about it. You didn't have to deal with it. And now that it's on the table, you just knock it out and get it done three hours before it's due or, you know, the night before or whatever the case may be. Uh, and then that way you didn't have to worry about the anxiety of writing the paper for all of those weeks that you were thinking about it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right. And so then what happens is those type of ways of being and doing just become habit. And then what we do is uh, we continue to have that habit, you know what I'm saying? And it just goes over to other areas of our life, you know? Uh, and then it becomes a, a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Uh, and so on some levels with procrastination, it's a situation in which we don't want to deal with the realities of what's going on and not because we're terrible people or that we're lazy, per perhaps, you know, although that can be a part of it. But it's just more so the idea that we don't want to be bothered. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, it's things that I need to do that are more pressing or more important or more immediate, right? And if I do those things, uh, I can, I can, you know, feel okay, you know, and I, and I won't be stressed out and, you know, I won't be hurting or whatever. Um, so, so it can be a thing where it's self-defense, it, it decreases anxiety, it helps us manage what we have to do. But at some point it gets past that and then it just becomes troublesome as a, as a lifestyle. What I would say is, you know, even just personally in my own life, I spend a lot of time griping in these circles um, and frustrated, right? And, you know, you just kind of spend all this time. I think one of the reasons why people procrastinate is they can scapegoat someone else for fault. And so when you just start, you know, you get really good at it. You get good at telling us why this person is wrong and why we're this and blah, 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 blah. And you just, and then you grow a group of people who are similarly angry, right? They feel exact same way. They feel like this is unfair. This is unhelpful. This is this thing. And I think that something in us grows accustomed to the fact that it's okay to just complain. Right, right, right. right, right and right. to just kind of come up with more arguments. And, you know, I come from, I say this all the time, I come from a subculture where they meet for coffee and debate <laughs> and argue and all this other stuff. And... You look up, man, and, and, I don't, and I mean this as shade and not as shade at all. You look up for all the time that you've spent talking and working through and blah, 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 and there is zero transformation that has occurred as, as a result. Right. It just becomes more of 
a segmented, divided experience where you lose friendships and relationships unnecessarily based off of things that are not necessarily even as important as you try to make them. And so what I would say is sometimes we just learn how to gripe and complain. We learn how to make it someone else's fault. And I think what keeps this generation, especially this generation, is with the access that we have to information, we got receipts on everybody. Right, 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 right. right, right. So if the boomers decide, you know, they're going to get high and mighty, well, there was a point in time, JP, when we were growing up, you didn't have receipts. You had to go to the library for the receipts. Right, 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 right. Right? You had yeah. to go and look look them up. Now, if you want receipts on the boomers or on anyone, man, there's plenty of articles. There's plenty of op-eds. There's plenty of research and historical accounts that will make it obvious that it's someone else's fault. And I think that we are growing too comfortable with the idea that it is someone else's fault. Um, and we just, it's okay for us to simply just talk about what's wrong. And so I think what keeps us in this procrastination mode as a culture and a generation is we're willing to speak up, but we're not willing to step in. And I think because of that, it creates in us a lot, a new form of hypocrisy, right? Where we're going oh, to tell you, we're going to read you your receipts. We're going to tell you what's wrong with families and, you know, the patriarchy or whatever. But here's the, here's the irony. But you cannot show us what a healthy representation of that thing is that you say. Right? So you're telling us that this thing is wrong, that the way that this is going about is wrong. Yeah. But you cannot show us what's right. So, again, if you're going to say, hey, something is wrong then you need to be just as willing to step in and build what is right. And I think that what keeps us procrastinating is we lay the responsibility of change at the feet of everybody but ourselves. Again, your parents, your mentors, your pastors, uh, your ex, your everything. And when we, when we try to escape from the responsibility for ourselves, we lose out on the reward of what could be if we just apply ourselves a little bit more. So... What do you think, JP, just in terms of procrastination and what's keeping us in terms of procrastination? Yeah, sometimes it's the the not wanting to put in the work, right? Uh, it's Some things are difficult. Some things are hard. Some stuff costs sacrifice. You leave in plantation, costs, it's a sacrifice, right? Yeah. Um, and yes, some people aren't willing to make that sacrifice. Uh, and so then it keeps them in a space where they don't do what's necessary to, to move, to, to get to the next step, to get to the next level. Um, and so it's either fear that paralyzes them. It's because they're lazy. It's because they don't want to do the hard work. It's because they're afraid of the hard work. So all those type of scenarios lead to a place where you're stuck or you're in something longer than you should be because of, again, fear or laziness or, or, you know, and, and lazy again on, on two levels of not wanting to put in the work, but then also on the level of like, this is too hard or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And so, you, you know, that's, that's not a way that you can successfully be and live if you're actually trying to progress, you know, in life or whatever the case may be. Good. And, and I was trying to, and I was asking if I need to say more because sometimes it's like, you may not know how to put in the work. Let me, let me switch. Let me put it up that way. So okay. sometimes you don't know what's necessary. You don't know what it takes to, to do, right? Cause nobody showed you, nobody's mentored you, nobody's giving you the game. Although there's YouTube, although there's the internet, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever reasons you just don't have the information. And so because you don't have the know-how, uh, you don't move uh, and then sometimes fear because you don't know, you know, what the outcome can be because you haven't done your research and you're not, you know, know what you're supposed to do. But anyway, 
you know, though I was trying to make it a little more positive, just the idea you're just uninformed and you don't know. So when did you try to become a good cop? This is new. I never seen you act like a good cop. When is this? Ignored. When did this happen? Ignored. Huh? Ignored. Okay. I, I wouldn't, you not suck me in. Yeah, I was just wondering when you became a good cop. This is interesting. So I became the bad cop. We can pivot a little bit into what we should do. And so, so here's what I would say in terms of procrastinating. We, we need to have a new disposition to where we're not just um, griping. We're ready for change. And I think that some of the ways that you begin to end procrastination and step into purpose is you have to tell your mind, I'm ready to change, right? Um, that change starts with me, not with the circumstance, right? And I think that's the first thing that I would say in terms of moving out of procrastination into purpose, right? Is that change really starts with me. And when change starts with me, when I change, right? When I change my diet, when I change the things that I consume um, with TV and books, when I change the way that I interact with people in relationships, when I change the way I think about my faith, change starts with me, not with the circumstance. And I think this is what has to happen to leave out of procrastination into purpose, mm. right? Is that I have to say, I'm ready for change. Uh, I'm not just willing to gripe. I'm not just willing to say this job sucks and it make me sick or I'm tired or or blah, we'll do something. Right, 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 right. If you believe that that faith community is unhelpful, unhealthy, and childish, do something then. Don't just go and debate over coffee. Do something. Either move to a new one that's healthier and you can contribute to, contribute to the one you're a part of, or start something, right? Right, right, yeah. Whatever you do, don't waste your time griping. Give yourself the space to grieve, not gripe, right? right you ever heard right. me say that before, JP? No, you just said it. Put it on a shirt. Oh, you never heard me say this before. I tell my mentees this. Grieve, don't gripe. Yeah, when they get frustrated and they tell me about what's going on in their professions, I say, you can grieve, but don't gripe. You can grieve, but don't gripe. You can tell me, man, I'm hurting. I'm sick. I, I don't feel well. This is, this is harmful for me. You can grieve, but don't gripe. Don't gripe about what's wrong and you're not ready to step in and be the change. So that's the very first thing that I'll say is grieve, but don't gripe. And then be willing to be the change that you desire to see, um, not necessarily the circumstance. So go ahead, JP. What would you say um, for us to move out of procrastination into purpose? Um, first, uh, solidify yourself in a sense of build yourself up. So whether that's with life coaching, whether that's with... Um, seeing a therapist, whether that's, you know, getting out of negative spaces, like you said, whether it's a faith community that's unhealthy or uh, some other thing that uh, isn't beneficial to you um, and, and get yourself in the space, get ready psychologically, emotionally, spiritually ready to take on the, the next step, to, to move to the next level, to uh, progress, right? Because you, do, you can do all these things and feel as if in your mind you're ready to make a move, but just, you know, spiritually not ready. You're psychologically not ready. You're emotionally not ready. And so you do more harm than good uh, when you move in that space, when you move that way, if that makes sense, right? First of all, right? So get your mind right, as, as we say. Uh, and then once you get to that place where you're like, okay, I've, I've, I've counted the cost. I understand what's going on. I think I know what's going to be required of me to do the thing that I need to do. Then it's taking action steps and making plans and making sure that the things that you're trying to do that you've set up goals, that you have uh, a chart, that you've a vision board, like you've done all this background work so that now that you've gone from it being in your mind to be an actual action step, now you can make that transition and you have a plan on how you can make that transition. And then once you are ready to make the transition, 
get mentors, get people in your life, get older people, whoever that's been through what you're trying to do and make sure they can give you the game so that um, you can, you can, you know, you can do things wisely uh, and move in the right direction. Okay. Okay. You got the game, don't you? That was, I mean, you know, that was free uh, game. I think I gave too much away. You know, that's something uh, I should have saved for my life. Give us game. Yeah, but, give us game. And listen, so just in case y'all that are listening, I want you to take another, you know, hard stop and a pause real quick and understand BJ and I do this for a living. We are professionals. I have a, I'm a licensed professional counselor. He is a licensed life coach. And on some level, like we, we can help you get your life right. You know what I'm saying? We're not just out here just talking for the sake of talking. Like this is, this is the thing that we do. Um, so right now, if you're looking for life coaching, if you're looking for therapy, hit the Build a Better Us podcast sites or go to the website and say, hey, how can I get involved? We'll talk more about that later. But I want y'all to know while we had you, you need to get yeah. with us. You need to get with us. Absolutely. Yes, I have kind of this four-tiered um, philosophy towards transformation, okay? That if you want to grow in anything, you first have to be desperate. There has to be a real desperation. But desperation with the wrong information only leads to despair. Right. So, you know, you can't just be desperate. Right. Desperation. You need the right information. Right. So, you know, you mentioned how get with a life coach, read, study, build. Man, it don't matter how much you want to build something. If you're using the wrong instructions, it's never going to fully work. Right. And so I just say, you know, first it starts out with desperation um, and then the right information. The next thing is a practical application, right? So let's just say you need to see change. You want to see change in something. And, you know, the steps that you're learning about are very impractical. Well, anything that's impractical won't last. Right. Right. right? right, right. Yeah. And so you, you just, you still need a practical application. What are the practical ways that you can put that to play? Right. So when you get the practical application, this is when you can gain transformation, right? And so again, the way you lead procrastination into purpose is first by recognizing, by really being desperate. Like I'm desperate. I want to see change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Two, learning the right information. That means you're going to have to commit yourself to some type of discipline study, some type of research. I don't mean just weird YouTubing, but I mean actual research on the the subject matter or thing. And then practical application, right? That... It's not just information, right? Learning all these things, becoming an egghead, uh, no shade, but a practical application. And that's what leads to your transformation. So I would just say those are kind of my four things um, to get people from um, procrastination into purpose. And when you do so, you'll start gradually seeing change that thing. Go ahead and close out, JP. What, what do you think? What is, uh, what is something practically people can do to leave out of procrastination into purpose? I don't know. It's, yeah, I think you said enough, man. Yeah. People just have yeah. to, they just have to want to get out of it. And you have to take the steps that are necessary and know that you're in your own way. Like you're the reason why the problem. It's not because the professor gave too much work. It's not because you got too many things to do. It's not because you're locked in the house with your kids. No, it's because you're choosing to not set things up in such a way where your day can be easier, that you can have more time, that you can get up earlier, that you can go to bed earlier, have more hours in the day, you know, all that good stuff. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, if you're listening and you're saying, man, this sounds like a lot, um, again, it can be a lot when you are new to this. And it sounds like, oh, man, you're just talking. I love the fact that you're saying, JP, we do this every day with people all over the world. Uh, and I think that is you know, really one of the things that we, we are really 
blessed to be is we do this all day in real life with real people um, who leave us real reviews, right? So I just got a review this morning from one of my clients who reviews my coaching. And so really wanting to be very aware of that. And so, you know, if you're struggling and you're saying, man, I don't know where to start, where to go and who can specifically help me, visit the Build a Better Us website. And I think go to programs. I think that's what it is. Uh, Visit the programs and under programs, click coaching and then find a qualified coach um, that meets your needs specifically and do a set up a free consultation. Initial consultation is free. Um, And we would love to work with you. Uh, JP, you know, as people hear about coaching, I just want to make sure they know that our job is to help them become a better them so that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast.